Hola, me amo Matthew Hector, and this is Two Mats Stuck in Conversation. I'm very excited to introduce my co-host. Hi, I'm Matthew Gallant. Um, and yeah, we've got a, a bit of a heated, heated podcast for you today because uh, we're going to be talking about something that really grinds my gears. Uh, and it's a bit of an unpopular opinion in some cases. We're going to be talking about politics. Uh, we're going to be talking about social media. Uh, we're going to uh, today's episode focuses on our uh, Cape Town, South African lockdown um, and uh, the social media response to it. We're going to talk about privilege. Ugalant, uh, privilege. And you might be thinking, privilege, indeed. are we really going to let these two talk about privilege? Um, but we, we're going to keep the it. The answer is yes. The answer is yes. We're going to keep it real. <laughs> we're going to get into it. Um, I'd like to say that this is just purely our thoughts and there are no facts behind anything. <laughs> yes. Absolutely no facts whatsoever. So if you're looking for facts, this is this is not where you're going to find it. Um, we come to you live from Quarantine South Africa, now on level four. I come to you live from a German automobile in my garage, and Galan comes to you live from his room. Couch. Couch. My couch. couch. We should do a, a a vlog, a vlog podcast one day on your couch. <laughs> I think when we when we're out of this. One hundred percent. Yeah. Um, Galant. Uh, who are we? We are two Matts, Matt Gallant, me, Matt Hector, um, my co-host. We are two students from UCT who are currently being homeschooled by ourselves because that's how university works. Um, I study medicine, Hector studies information systems, and this somehow qualifies us to speak about things not related to those topics at all. <laughs> but... Um, <laughs> But yeah, please, uh, this podcast is all about us just talking about things we love, things we find interesting, news of the day. Um, if you're interested, please go check out our last podcast. It was on what, Hector? Um, I believe we spoke about attractiveness and self-worth. Um, what yes, does it mean to be attractive? Um, and we really, you know, we got some reactions to that. Um, yeah. And, uh, you know, I think people were generally in agreement with us, I think. Which proves think that so. we know what we are talking about. Stay tuned. <laughs> if you want to check us out on Instagram, please, it's uh, at 2 mats stacking conversation. Also, it is our one-month anniversary. Well, not anniversary, just one-month anniversary, I guess. Yes. Yeah, one-month anniversary. Like that for a reason. I hate when people say one-month anniversary. It one month, one, one year anniversary, please. It should be one twelfth anniversary. One twelfth, you know. <gasps> one twelfth anniversary. That's that new tip from us. <laughs> if if you want to be correct. <laughs> <laughs> um. So we let's get into the lockdown recap. We've got about uh eight eight nine five cases, very close to nine k. We're getting to that 10k subscriber count. Um, Not great. 3153 re- uh, recovered and 178 deaths. The, ooh, population numbers. Um, it's very scary. Yeah, hey, um, but let's, we, we, we're going to be talking a lot about lockdown today, so let's not dwell too much into it. We can talk a bit about the, uh, the COVID-19. Do you know that, uh, the ANC, which is one of the political parties here in, in South Africa, the Western Cape Division, they want us to go back to level five. And I think that's brilliant. Um, yeah, I think we should. Yeah. The Cape Townians aren't abiding by the rules at all and we spring. At Galant, who likes quickly. to run. I run alone in an area that's not densely populated. I didn't run in the prom. I am not a prom in runner. Area before. People love to run in your area. No, they don't. Kalant, by the way, is three kilometers away from me, as usual. Um, yeah. Maybe, maybe we're a bit closer now because I'm in the garage. I'm normally in my room. <laughs> but for once, we're, we're like recording 2.98. like we're, we're recording like midday. Well, midday for me, it's a, it's it's eight minutes to six, and it's the ninth of May. I've been I've been up for eight hours. Yeah, it's it's the ninth of May. Um, you woke up at about ten. Tivis. Nine. I woke up at nine. Well done. Uh, I actually woke up at past eight. Anyway, at the point, <laughs> Tivis, um, what you listening to? What's the music playing through your AirPods? 
my AirPods. Um, nothing new really. Same old, same old. Just been hitting the shuffle button. What about you? Um, I've been I've been Drake's demo tapes. Um, yeah, dark, I, I didn't want to say dark that. Dark demo tapes. It's, it's all it's all on you now. <laughs> Um, um, it's on it's on repeat. I'm listening to the Chance Pena as per usual. He he's my guy. He has a new single out called Drown. Um, and I'm listening to this guy called Winter Aid who makes a bunch of depressing music. Your and favorite. we love sad music. Oh, and I've been listening to study like I listen to a lot of like movie scores and I study. And because it's Star Wars Day on Monday, this week's theme is Star Wars music. So I've listened to a lot of the instrument, the scores and the instrumentations and stuff. Yeah, that's me. Well, um, sorry, I tuned out when you spoke about Star Wars. Um, May the 4th was when? Monday. Monday. May the 4th be with you indeed. Uh, movies? Okay. I guess you were watching Star Wars, weren't you? I was watching Star Wars. I watched Rogue One, which is my favorite Star Wars film at the moment. And I watched the one that came out in December called Rise of Skywalker, which is supposed to be the last, like, Star Wars film, um, of the main saga that is. It's trash. It's so bad. <laughs> I have a question. I don't is this, like it. Uh, movie franchise ever going to end? The, the real answer, no. Disney's answer, yes. You know, Disney wants to have you believe it's going to stop, but it's really not going to. They pro- is it one of the more valuable mo- uh, movie franchises? It's it earns a lot of money. Um, it, like when a, when Star Wars does bad, it only makes one billion dollars. Oh no! Oh no! What are they going to do? Does poorly, They're not going to meet budget. I know. I know. The last one, everyone, like, not many people liked it, but it still made a billion, so whatever. Wow. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, do you have any new interesting learnings for us? Um, I finally started liking academic writing, but we'll get to that later. Um, I was, I've been studying the muscles of the leg, of the legs and the feet, and I've basically realized that feet are just hands. And that's my learning for the week. Um, feet which means equals hands you can use your feet for doing what your hands do what that hands do anyway um, no <laughs> that was the shortest glance new learnings ever I'm happy about that uh, I find your I learnings interesting but I don't think uh, most people would um, true that's fine so <laughs> you are interested in this uh, new Motorola flagship in our tech update for today. Uh, yeah, so yeah, so Motorola released a new flagship. Can't remember the name right now, but the big part about this flagship is that it has like the curved edges like the Samsung flagships, like the S7 and S8, you know, the super curvy edges. I like but that this when one I goes, saw it, but, uh, I, but apparently you, your fingers get on it and like it. Yeah. And you get like accidental touches and stuff. And this one takes that to a whole new extreme by making it super curvy. All right. And it's, and I don't know how I feel about these curved screens anymore. Like what's the future of cell phone screens? The iPhones have like a little notch at the top. Some Samsungs and Android phones have like the camera hole punch out in like the middle or the left or the right. And most screens are going edge to edge. So we don't know what's the future of our phones. What do you want to see? In, in your phone screens. Um, well, I hear that this year Apple's going to be shrinking the notch size, which I'm interested to see. I have an iPhone with a notch, and it doesn't bother me. Like, it, it apparently bothers everyone else, but it doesn't bother me at all. Then about you? Yeah. What do you think? What do you do? You no, like your notch? I, um, I don't mind that at all. It's not a problem, in my yeah. opinion. Like, I'm not um, pushed to to get more screen real estate because what can you really do on that top section other than see your notifications um, yeah it's it's not that bad and it, and I mean it houses important stuff like the cameras and you know they always the new trend is like let's just take the, cam- the like the front facing camera out of the front and like make it motorized so like it pops out and that way you have like a full screen edge to edge yeah I'm not a fan of that because I feel like something that I'm going to throw around and drop. I, <clears throat> ooh, wow. I don't want uh, mechanics in there. It's definitely going to break if I have it. 
it's cool though. Like some of it pops out real quick. Like just whoop, 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 like super quickly in and out. I had a Samsung slide phone uh, when I was very young. That trend is gone. Please leave it there. (laughs) Fine. Whatever. Uh, as for uh, those, those get Samsung punch holes, uh, I'm not a fan. But yeah, let's leave it there. Um, McDonald's, I have not gotten McDonald's yet. I'm practicing some magnificent self-control. Let me tell you, I haven't had fast food probably since about the 20th of March. Um, and it Same. wasn't even McDonald's. Uh, so I probably haven't had McDonald's since like the 13th to the 14th of March. It's been a long, long time. What about you? When else did you have McDonald's, do you think, more or less? I think I lost at McDonald's like maybe like the week of the twentieth of March. Yeah, it's strange to um, think because like um, actually no, I lie. I lost at McDonald's in the second week of March, so like the the thirteenth. Before this lockdown, McDonald's would be a weekly thing for me, um, or at least yeah. every other week, be- at least yeah. once every other week. Because like we do, we would normally do fast food on on Fridays, um, and. We would try new restaurants, but the go-to would usually be McDonald's. Uh, and thinking about it, I, I, from where I am now, it's, it sounds very unhealthy, but like, <laughs> I, I, without the McDonald's in my system, I don't feel particularly f- like any more fit than usual. Um, in okay. fact, I, I do feel more fit, but that's because I'm, I'm working out more than I've ever did in my entire life. Mm-hmm. Uh, got nothing else to do. Um, today and tomorrow would have been the Cape Town Coffee Festival. We wanted to go to that. Yeah, I actually got the notification on my calendar. We have myself and Hector have a shared calendar on iCloud, so usually like put in things we want to go out. Couples do, yeah. To. As most couples do, obviously. Um, so, <laughs> so yeah, I got the notification on Thursday on. Because I think it's going to be for Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And I got a notification on Thursday night. Being like, Cape Town Coffee Festival. I'm like, oh, yeah. That was a thing. Yeah. I really yeah. wanted to go. It, it started last year, I believe. Or oh, I first heard about mm-hmm. it last year. And I couldn't go because it was uh, we were writing exams at that time. Um, and I wanted to go this year. We are both like, big fans of coffee, the two of us. I think I'm a big uh, fan. I like- you you are a much bigger fan than I am. I I'm like coffee is cool here because like coffee is life. Coffee is life. <laughs> um, I had a wonderful cup of uh, I had a Starbucks and espresso capsule today. They they make very nice. I had coffee. Jacobs. Um, Jacobs is nice. I prefer an Escafe Gold though. Anyway, we could do a coffee segment. Oh, I'm writing that down. Um, uh, oh my gosh, moving on. Steve, <laughs> I took a run this week. This week I returned to running. Okay. Um. It was interesting as uh, for five weeks of no running, I actually didn't do too bad on my first run back, right? I didn't die, but I wasn't like super fast either. Anyway, that's not my point. My point is, is that, um, are you alive? Yes. Okay. Cause you two went super silent. <laughs> okay. My, <laughs> My point about this run is that I saw a guy playing golf on like in uh, a park on on the field nearby, like on the field. So he, so he put out ten golf balls and was taking shot after shot after shot after shot. And I thought it was Please just take like out of context. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> yeah, I was just like, this is really, this is really uh, genius, actually. You're just waiting for Cyril to let him out and walk the three meters across the road from his house to the park so he can shoot and you know take some golf shots. But my dad was pretty boring. My father I used feel to do old. That. Um, he would go to a, a field called Chaka Field, maybe you know it, uh, and he would smack his yeah. balls. Never mind. Of course. Um, take that to context. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't wait to edit this. Um, Dude, I, I feel old now, right? I used to be able to run, used to like in March, I ran, I ran like 15Ks, 10Ks, and I feel like nothing. Every day after uni, I'd run like a 6K and like, I, it'd be energizing, right? Now I run a 6K and I'm dead tired and my back is sore and I have blood blisters. That's really and strange. I'm like, 
And I'm like, what is this world? Not it's not like I haven't been doing exercise. Like when you take a break from a certain exercise and you go back to it, that's normally like your best run. And then it, it almost goes downhill for a bit and then you recover. So it's strange that you kind of hindered a bit. Yeah, I think it's I think it's just I haven't done cardio properly for like five weeks. So I mean I, I can I I can finish my six Ks without stopping and I can still hold the speed. It's just it takes a little bit more effort than it used to. Yeah. But I'll 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 bounce back. I did cardio in. and it was painful. I love cardio. Although I've moved to more strength exercises now. Tevis, do you wanna take us in with our uni update? Give us our little Intro there. One, two, three. Oof! Yeah, no, it's like decay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is a problem. Um, yeah. So, um, how is your online learning experience going for you, Grant? Um, it's been pretty great. My courses speak to each other. Um, medicine is just a tactic as it's always been, but like everything is way more flexible i'm having a really great time to be honest and i've actually started liking reading like journal articles and stuff because i found a way to to like actually summarize them properly and know how to actually read them so yeah i still have many problems with academic writing though but must i'm having a good nice. time how are you doing must be nice how are you going let me tell you a little bit about my experience galant okay so i've got um Linguistics and I've got information systems and linguistics, the humanities course, they have everything down. They sent us a list of due dates. The due dates are far away. They sent us they send us content weekly. It's properly asynchronous, like they promised. Well done, humanities. Mm. Um, yeah. Then there's information systems, my commerce uh, section of my degree. Mm. There, there are three courses uh, about regarding information systems, three different sections uh, or three different topics, basically, main topics. And um, they all like, oh, tell us if you're not coping. Um, it's all asynchronous. You can do it at your own pace. But then it's like, yeah. we will have a quiz tomorrow at five o'clock <laughs> about this topic. And it's like they go in order of the curriculum and in order to make it on time for the quizzes, which count for DP marks, um, you have to basically drill yourself on the content every single day. And for those who aren't familiar, DP or duly performed is this like certificate you get for completing all of your like interim work and you need DP so you can write like your courses exam. It basically says, um, so that's like, what is. you may duly perform your exam. Yeah, and it also means like, oh, you actually interacted with the coursework and thus you've earned the right to write the exam. So you want to hand in everything for DP. If you don't hand in one assignment or one MCQ or one small thing, no matter how much it counts for your, for your term mark, you will not get DP. And then you won't be able to write your exam. Sometimes so it's you very can, important to get... Like, even without writing the exam, you sh- you sometimes still have enough marks to pass. But if you don't get DP, yeah. they even they just give you a straight zero sometimes, most of the time actually. See, yeah. um, which is really not cool. It's a it's an interesting system, but it's also a stupid system in my opinion. Um, it kind of pushes you to keep working, but uh, yeah. I've had it. Sometimes it's more stressful to get DP than you like. There's times you often worry more about DP than you do worry about the marks. One hundred percent. Um, but yeah, so basically they say it's asynchronous, but it's not. And I seem to be the only one who has an issue with it. But th- my issue is not so much the the work, because I could get work done. My issue is the fact that I'm stuck in a house with my family who don't understand how I work. I can only focus for like an hour at a time and then I have to get up and do something else. And then if they catch mm. me, it's like... Oh, you don't have work to do. Let me give you something to do. Then I go, no, I, I, I actually can't <laughs> do what you want me to do. I still have work to do. And then I go, but then why are you walking around? I didn't know this was an exam, ma'am. Um, I'll go back. <laughs> um, so I'm straight up not having a good time. Um, oh. I want to say, so you, you, you into uh, academic writings now, which was always something you've hated. So how are you, how are you doing? Look, this? I, I still have. I've had one issue with academic writing and that's because 
if you look at it from a scientific point of view, right? Academic writing is meant to share knowledge and information with the world. That's why we do research in any given field. It's to create knowledge and share the knowledge. When you have academic writing, it's so um, like high-level English. Verbose. The, you, you, it's verbose. It's unnecessary. Often, oh, it's, it's like a concept that could easily be like spoken about in one paragraph is four pages long or a sentence that should be only one line long is three lines long things like that it makes it difficult for for people to access it especially they don't have a university background right and that's my problem with academic writing i've actually in my faculty which is health sciences um there's actually a movement that i now to dumb down academic writing i actually spoke to someone who's doing the the phd and she gave in her first draft and it was perfectly fine so the guy said okay look um your your research is is perfectly fine um nothing wrong with your method everything is great it's just not worthy enough and she was like what it's like yeah you just use two simple terms and she was like what <laughs> isn't that a good thing <laughs> so that's my problem with academic writing but i've started to learn how to actually read it and find the information i need out of it so not that so bad my whole entire first year was about i had to do a lot of academic writing um and it wasn't any like um thing where it's like add your insight to the topic because you can't just write something uh, in humanities or in any in any faculty with that you can't just write something you have to do research and that's what like you have to conduct surveys and uh, experimentation before you can write and add to the yeah. the field but so so academic writing in like first year is all about um uh showing that you understand the content basically and because yeah. of that i am still stuck in academic writing mode and what that means is you can ask me a simple question like what is your name and i'll go introduction what 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 is a name why do we <laughs> and it's like you have to you have to give this like preface for every it's it's terrible um and i even though i'm a humanity student i hate academic writing cuz like just get to the point and you don't have to use such like if you are going to use terms of such high grade can you put a uh, glossary at the end please <laughs> <With a> glossary. <laughs> just for just for us uh, people who aren't smart <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry we don't all have phds um so i i was checking my email and one of my information systems lecturers sent an email to say that no 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 my linguistics lecturer uh said um vula we, we've been looking at the Vula engagement. Vula is the online uh, student portal for academics. Um, and they said, we've been looking at the student engagement and we want to know if everything's all right. <laughs> um, is this like a you specific email or is it like for everyone, everyone. in your um, course? Everyone. Okay. It wasn't a personal email, um, which I, I wouldn't have been surprised if it was a personal email because I haven't been engaging. They want us to like uh, talk in forums and um, like discuss the topic and ask questions, uh, much like you would do in a lecture. Little do they know that I am that guy that never contributes to the lecture. Um, do you ever... I contribute like once every two weeks. Uh, good for you. <laughs> um, I like to listen. Um, I don't... Have, wow, do you listen to your lectures? This is... I didn't even do that. <laughs> <laughs> like, like maybe it's just the fact that I understand what the lecturers are saying, or either that, or I just... Under, I don't even know what I don't understand. So either way, I don't have questions and I don't have comments. Um, and what I hate is when a student puts their hand up to basically repeat what the lecturer just said to make sure that they understand. Um... Of course, I know those kids. Yeah, or they want to contribute their whole life story, um, and it's not even relevant. Um, so this is Instagram account. UCT, just kidding. Uh, you must have heard of it if since you're a UCT student. It's it's actually the Instagram account. Every UCT student has to follow it. It's a rule. Yeah, and then you know, Stellenbosch tried to to do their version of it, and I think there's even a UWC one. Which are, but that is a UJ one. Like <laughs> so, those are universities around South Africa. 
Uh, do you want to, so what's that? That's University of the Western Cape and Stellenbosch is an area and UJ is Johannesburg. Um, and yeah. people have not been coping with these online learning things. They say it's, it's too much work, more work than when we were actually at campus. Uh, and you say that that's not the case for you as a mere student. No, I think it's about equal or even less. Uh, it's just because like, in a, I have to like, how I usually learn things is I go to the lecture, lectures 50 minutes, right? Then I barely take any work. Then I have to go home, reread the lecture again, make my notes, then put my notes in for my one tat. And then basically the entire lecture time is basically wasted because anyway, I have to go home and do the lecture again. So now I'm just straight up going to learning the lecture again, part of my process and then working. So I'm saving 50 minutes. And in that way, I'm saving time, and it feels like there's less work. How much time you're saving? Wow. I have not, but I, 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 let me put it this way: I'm getting eight hours of sleep every night, and I, and on normal days at campus, I get about five to six. Are you required to like take part in any sort of online forums or something like that at a certain time during the day? Yeah, we have a, th- so we have a thing called PBL, which is problem-based learning. It's just a way. We format our courses, right? Problem solving. The point is, um, we have a we have a forum for our own PPL group. So there's a, a, there's multiple groups, and a group is about twelve people, right? And so I have access to my own group's forum. And so how it works is at uh, like at the beginning of the week, we get our like list of learning objectives for the week. There's maybe like twenty four, but that, those learning objectives will be covered over a span of like two or three weeks, right? So for that week, we decide we're gonna do these six allos, these ten allos, and then you can hand, you can type them up. Each person gets an allo, and then you submit it whenever you can during the week. And it'll just be up by Friday. That's it. That's cool, I guess. And you know what? If you're working with your own group and it's a close circle, you probably know the people you're working with also, right? Yeah, because, well, we knew each other from... You don't get to choose your group, you get assigned a group. But because we're on campus already at the beginning of the year, we already knew each other, basically. And we had like a vibe going. So now that the vibe is just online, but it, it's really chill doing, doing it that way. So that's my one mandatory thing I have to take part in. And then I have some, so like I have other courses as well, like clinical skills and like family medicine. Um, these are all various other courses and how it works is they'll say, okay, here's the week's work and here's a revision MCQ, but this revision MCQ isn't due this week. It's due in three weeks time. So you can do the work whenever you can. Well, you see, you've got you guys have it sorted, from what I can hear. Yeah, we, um, it's called asynchrony. It's great. Yeah, it doesn't <laughs> exist in commerce apparently. Um, but I think the, you have a privilege. See what I did there? We're talking about privilege today, and that is that you have parents that understand. I have work to do. Please, can you just let me get the work done during these hours of the day? Um, I may even leave my room to come get a snack, maybe even sit down with you guys on the couch, but I'm going to get back to work, um, basically. And they know that you've got work to do, right? Yeah. And during that time, they don't expect you to do anything. And uh, for me, for example, it's, it's, I have to convince people that I'm working and that is look it's not wait i like to create something it's not that they don't expect me to do things they do expect me to do things they're just like not super like it must be done now just get it done by the end of the day basically yeah that's if there still, are things I, I need that's to still do. cool um i've uh, my mother is apparently hitler i didn't know um reincarnation um hectic wow um, so I, I, um, my, I think the main issue is the fact that we are at home. I mean, you, you have a very nice little, uh, sort of office setup that you've got going there. And a lot of people don't have a dedicated, uh, working space at home. Uh, they rely yes, on... Yes, I'm very fortunate there. Yeah. They rely on, on going to campus to get work done. Like my brother, my older brother, when he was at UCT, he would spend sometimes till late at night in the UCT library just just getting work done and I can understand why he did that um, now um, and a lot of other people also do that they prefer to go to campus to work um, 
I mean, even I prefer to go to campus to work. It's just the best environment. Because everyone's working. And the best place to work is around people Because everyone's working. working. Uh, yeah. And if you do it with your friends, then you, can have, you have people that can answer your questions as you go along. Yeah. So, so I think the, the main issue that yeah. people are having is the fact that they are trying to do all of this uh, while they are at home. Uh, I actually think the workload is a lot less, personally. But it's just that coping with uh, meshing mm. the two environments. It's also really unhealthy to to uh, work in the place that you rest and sleep and tone down and unwind. Of course. Yes. Now, um, the, the travel time between moving, like going from campus to home is very really useful. Um, and just like setting your mind at ease. Yeah, it's like a, you can just for one minute, like I've tried to work. There have been moments when I've had to do work in an Uber because I had to meet a deadline. Um, but for the most part, you can just, if, you, if you're not rushing to get to meet a deadline, you can just sort of sit back and you for once just don't think about work or anything. You just enjoy the drive. Okay, I can't relate. I do study in the car on the way to and from campus. Um, it's actually a very productive time for me. <laughs> You absolute robot. Um, anyway, moving on. Um, we never stop working, med students. We never stop working. No, I, I think it's just you. I, I'm pretty sure there are a lot of med students who definitely stop working. 100%. I know some of them. Um, but I'm not going to name names. Wow. Um, Can't relate. I, have, I regret <laughs> to inform you. Unfortunately, Michael de Broccoli was unavailable today. And we cannot do two broke mats. Oh, this is this is sad. So no economics report for the week. Absolutely none. It's it's really sad. Um. Uh, but we'll hopefully is is with us uh, next week. Um, which brings us on to the main topic of today. We're actually going to rewind and just go back to lockdown for a second. Um. So. Do you have any? What are you thinking about uh, the stage four lockdown? But just to recap, we have uh, different levels of lockdown, and stage five is the highest. Stage five is stay at home, uh, minimum activity, minimum economic activity, uh, and now stage four is allowing for uh, the purchase of cigarettes and alcohol. No, yes, uh, no, no, no cigarettes now. But they they're talking about the cigarettes, I think. Um, and you can take a take a run. Uh, I think it's five kilometers from your house or two, five, five, five k radius from your house. You can take a run. You can cycle. You can walk within. Yeah. And it's between Apparently, six everyone and lives nine. five yeah. kilometers away from the sea point promenade. Um, oh yeah, because Cape Town's that small. Yeah. Because <laughs> um, there was this outrage on the fact that uh, the day level four started, people flocked to uh, Seapoint Promenade, which is like along the coast of the the, sh- the waters that, that meet Cape Town. And it's a really nice... Yeah, it's a nice CBD. Yeah, it's around CBD. It's a really nice place to run, get the ocean breeze. Um, it's, it's open plan. And even though you are next to the CBD, it is open plan. You have this really nice space. It's a long pathway. Where does it start? And it's you've got the mountain on the one side, you've got this ocean. So it's, it's really great and everything is really... It's far away from the road, sort of. Yeah. Yeah, there's, there, there's a whole, there's a long bit of land in between the road and this pathway. Uh, there, there are parks and outdoor gyms, public gyms, and uh, some places have like a mini golf and uh, ice cream places you can get uh, stuff from. There's a maze I know of. Then uh, that's all yeah. like in between the roads and the pathway beautiful place to run uh and i believe you can only run from what 6 a.m to 8 9 6 a.m to 9 a.m yeah so people on the first day they flocked to seapoint promenade to uh to run and you, you just google wherever you are in the world google cape town seapoint promenade runners uh and you will see the the low hanging mist of an early morning and people in groups no social distancing it's running it's insane it's, it yeah, looks like, like a it, marathon in fact i don't even think a marathon was canceled i don't even think a marathon so is that crowded that day. i i don't think so either two oceans was canceled um because of corona i think people wanted to make it up 
Um, yeah, it's, it's actually a whole triathlon. It was also the Cape Argus uh, bicycle tour, um, which is beautiful. Swimming at the Sea Point Pool. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> so it, it was completely problematic. So we're on uh, level four now. Uh, where we are in Cape Town, we actually have, I believe, the highest number of cases in the whole, whole country. Yes, we have the highest number and of cases, and it just keeps increasing and it's getting worse. It's getting really bad. We actually are, it's so bad that we're actually getting reports of the number of cases in the Western Cape alone. That's how much, that's how many cases we have. Um, and basically, uh, that's why they want to bring us, take us back up to level five, because apparently we can't behave ourselves. Um, I had an encounter this morning that just proved to me that even the most intelligent people I know uh, do not understand what social distancing means. Uh, so my uncle and aunt came over to drop off, drop off uh, flowers because they own a flower shop and they are apparently an essential service now. Um, oh, they have a permit. Cool. People need to maintain their marriages. They have a permit and uh, they dropped off some flowers for mother's day and they were social distancing but then my grandmother goes we don't have the virus let's give me a hug please and i just like <laughs> uh, uh, it's oh, wednesday no, my dudes <laughs> um, yeah. guys the public health principle in a pandemic is assume everyone is infected just assume it. Yes. And it's not and about... that way, uh, oh, we'll be fine. Pish posh, man. Pish posh. You won't have the virus. I won't have the virus. Ah. Uh, it's not about that. Because, in fact, anybody could have it. You have those deliveries coming in out of your house. You're going to the mall and you think you're social distancing. You it The social distancing prevents it. It doesn't mean that you are not going to get it. Yeah. And You live in an apartment block. You walk out of your house... Like to go buy groceries. Oh, you touch your gate. Someone seized on it three minutes ago and you didn't know it. And the virus yeah. persists in the air for a few minutes, apparently. They were still yeah. debating on whether or not it's airborne. Um, and uh, There's debates on whether or not it's actually um, ooh, transmitted. But okay. Apparently it lasts for a bit, even after you've recovered in the semen. And I literally said, this is listeriosis all over again. Um... I'll leave that up for interpretation. Yeah. Um, but basically, um, that's where we are at. We are at level four lockdown. It's been like this for, what, a week? Two weeks? Yeah. I think it's a week now. It was, yeah. it was the first of May, now. right? So it's about yeah, it's just, so just, just, just over, over a week. A week. Um, wow. Um, it, it doesn't seem to have helped us. In, uh, in fact, I think it was the worst time to do it because uh, basically... Mm. We have reached the the, the sort of uh, the peak. We're going up now on the exponential graphs, uh, and at just before this, we decided to give us more freedom. Um, but um, so the question is that we want to speak about today. A lot of people had a lot to say about the C point running reaction. Um, before we get there, do you? You obviously think the government was a bit premature about this, or what do you think? Yeah, I think I think there was definitely discussion of do we save the economy or do we it's, keep the lockdown? discussion is still there, right. and the, don't the be confused. Still this there is not too broke, Matt. Yeah, no, I, no. I'm just saying that they made their choice to save the economy, and I think we weren't at the health, like the level of health in meat economy at that point. You know what I mean? Yeah. And in Cape Town, it just exploded the way people were just abused their freedom on the promenade. Like, we will and, not um, have an economy if we all die. <laughs> yeah. We don't have the but, greatest... I think we spoke about this before in in one of the Two Broke Mats segments, but we don't have the world's greatest health system. Public no, health system, specifically. Yeah. Um... So really, we need health should come first. We we don't have the resources um, to to save the economy, and it brings up the question of privilege. Everyone who's who's, who's saying save the economy, these are people who can afford to, to to have medical aid and to go to private hospitals, and for that reason, they are not concerned. I think people who are saying save the economy are also you know those in not in the inform or in the informal sector of 
of work who who actually don't have savings, who actually don't have benefits or any form of so, so, uh, any form of protection. Um, so I, I think that's who's asking to go back to work because you're going to die of hunger more sooner than you're going to die of corona. Um, that is true as well. Um, but, yeah, you know, it's it's a tricky situation and it's a good thing that we don't make these decisions, you and I. Uh, yeah. Because really we just don't, we just don't have all the information, and that's the biggest issue. Like even the people who do make these decisions, they don't have all the information either. Uh, it's just one of those. I feel like regardless of what you do, it's a gamble, and the sort of people yeah. that can predict this, these are they're probably like the um, the actuarial science guys. They can probably predict what will happen. Um, but even but, but the prediction I mean, everyone's is still a prediction. Them. Yeah, everyone's taking a gamble. Some countries like like New Zealand, full lockdown, shut down super quickly, right? Everyone thought, what the hell is going on? But look at them. They've got this week they reported zero zero cases of community transmitted virus, right? Yeah. In in, uh, Sweden, uh, on the other hand, they were like YOLO and they didn't put out any form of lockdown and they played Russian roulette with the health system. And I keep. Yeah, like they were, they wanted to get herd immunity, and I thought that was insane. And somehow they managed to survive. People did die, however. But for those Stockholm who don't know, is what, gonna, what is herd immunity? Herd immunity is when enough of your population has protection against an infection or a virus that can protect those who don't have that protection. So, for example, we give various measles shots, right, like vaccines and things like that, so that if fifty percent of the population has a protect, like has that vaccine, they can protect the other 50 they don't have um, as herd immunity. And so in Sweden, um, namely Stockholm, they're going to reach herd immunity within the next few weeks. Um, but they also have because, a dramatically smaller population. Yeah, but 60% of their population in Stockholm, uh, uh, that is, is gonna, uh, already contracted coronavirus, um, which is insane and an insane risk that they took. Because the health system could easily have collapsed, but somehow it didn't. And that's the risk they're taking. So it's definitely like there's no hard, fast way. Like there's no rules in a, in a pandemic. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm, I'm listening to us talk about this and I'm, I'm kind of getting tired of talking about the whole coronavirus thing. So hopefully this is the last time we speak about it on this podcast, but I actually, to to mention that the whole reason why um like I actually wanted to speak about this I wrote the the sort of topic list for this podcast the same day we recorded the last week's episode I believe um and it's at that time we were speaking about we don't know what's going to happen when they go down to level 4 we'll have to wait and see and it's about one week later and I didn't even have to wait a week I just had to wait that that same day that that it went down to level four, and I had a lot to say. People had a lot to say, and I, you know, I was pushed to to. I felt angered. I felt frustrated, and I I I wrote all these uh, points down. Uh, and Galant, I told Galant, "Hey, go go check the the shared document." And Galant's like, "Whoa, like uh, you're gonna offend some people." Um, but yeah, I'm not commenting on some of this stuff, <laughs> but you can comment. Hopefully we won't comment too much on some of these examples I want to talk about. We just want to mention them. So my issue that I want to get into is not so much about the lockdown or the coronavirus. I actually, for, for just a moment, I want to speak about social media um, okay. and the right to freedom of speech um, and how the two intertwine or rather fight each other. Um, so social media has pros and cons and i just want to give a list of some uh pros and cons if you will uh, let's talk about twitter in 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 particular uh those 140 characters so so uh hey. the 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 good in terms of what twitter's brought uh uh we've had better disaster response and reporting uh, we've got uh calling out of corruption uh, petitions to change outdated laws, uh, for inclusivity, punishment for gender-based violence, etc., uh, human rights violation, calling that out, uh, uh, talking about yeah. climate change, 
being able to have that climate change discussion, um, the immediate access to information, um, and it gives you immediate access to other sources of information as well, and it allows you to connect to others with a very almost hand-to-hand, in-touch connection. Uh, and you have these global views because anyone from anywhere who has access to the internet can 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 share their views via Twitter. Uh, and uh, yeah. then there's cancel culture. Uh, and I'm, I put this under the good because there was a time when cancel culture did some good. Um, it had a good impact on bad people. Calling out rapists and racists and sexists and queerphobes, um, but cancel culture today has definitely gotten out of hand. What do you think? I think okay to to talk about the good of social media is just to simply to simply say it is that social media encased the voices or encased the power of the voices of every single person. Right. 100%. Suddenly, the media wasn't just the newspaper; it was you, right? Yeah. And it, and it's great because now you have more power to to become part of a discussion. As for cancel culture, um, I think it's it's cool when it's focused, but I think cancel culture brings in the idea of mob mentality, and when the mob mentality isn't focused, uh, it gets messy. And I think when when you when you create and a, like so much power that anyone can use. There's obviously situations when it can be misused. People are falsely accused. Um, people are, uh, yeah, people are falsely accused at times. You know, people call other people racist. They call other people sexist. Call other people rapists. And we're not we're not protecting um, the these people, but we're just saying that evidence needs to be brought forth and justice needs to be served in a formal way. Because what happens is if you have online cancel culture, you end up ruining someone's reputation that can't be fixed, even if they're found innocent in a court of law. Yeah, and that's that was the biggest problem. Because you when you're speaking about someone's entire character on social media, most of the time you don't have the full story. You don't have any yeah. proof that's not circumstantial. But even though you don't have the grounds to, to all you have is unfortunately just yes, say in the case when this person is actually guilty, um, you are you have the ability to ruin their lives, um, yeah. And I don't know if if we should have that power, because where do you draw the line? You know. Um, yeah, I th- I think of one example um, during the Me Too movement, which is. Great because it created a lot of discussions around Harvey Weinstein and whatnot. But there was a guy who had a YouTube channel. Uh, he had a YouTube company actually. Um, and one of the people in the company called him out, um, saying he was a, a, a rapist. Um, the company fired him immediately. A year later, he's found innocent in a court of law, but he can never return back to Hollywood because no one will hire him. And he was outside of his own company. And so even though he was innocent, he's, he will never have the same life again. You know, you see, but the thing with 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 um, gender based violence is how do you prove someone innocent or guilty? Really, I mean, yeah, it, it's all it's a very complex situation, especially because for the for the victims, it's the only way of calling out because often the courts will dismiss them, but they want justice. So social media is a way of of going about that. It's a very complex situation. Um, and I think the real problem is not with with victims who, being honest, it's the problem with the people who misuse the power. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, I would you like to read some of the the bad cases of Twitter? I like to say this is all written by Hector. <laughs> um, no, the the bad would be sensitive topic, political correctness. Um, so people. You know, it's, it's difficult to have open discussions with people are trying to be politically correct all the time. Um, there's hiding behind anonymity. So you have your trolls uh, who just go out to be mean and say bad things. Um, that's that's the bad. There's also like pe- people get voices and often some of those voices are bigoted. Um, they become demeaning towards people who are less privileged. Um 
what else do you want to say about the bad? That's about it. It's just people misusing their power on social like media. You just don't want to read some of these points which I wrote down, which is fine. Um, <laughs> so I think you give this platform to anyone and everyone has the right to freedom of speech, but ignorance is ripe. People have a lot to say about things they know nothing about or not enough about. Um, and um, it brings up some other questions, this this whole uh, lockdown topic, and I want to get back to that now. Uh, there's, there, a lot of people were responding to the joggers on a seapoint promenade and some people a lot of people actually were making a a lot of noise about this was a bad decision by government and not only that but how stupid of a cape town pop my words but also their words how stupid can a cape town population be or a, a, a group of people in general to just give up the whole social distancing thing, social distancing thing, and also, why are they making the effort to run on the promenade when that was not the agreement? Uh, I get, yeah. So a lot of people made a lot of noise about it, but early on in the lockdown movement, people made noise about the fact that the people in the townships were crowding the malls and the, the nearby storefronts and the, the taxi ranks and the bus stations and the train stations and a lot of them were just trying to get to work and trying to get home and some of them don't live uh, where they like they, they, they work very far away from where they actually live um, and they were just trying to get home but a lot of them were also just blatantly disobeying the the law because they 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 thought that this coronavirus is is not a real thing based on words that you can hear you can go online and, and google the news coverage you can hear some of this there's one guy in particular who got arrested because he was spreading uh, what they classified as fake news by saying this coronavirus is not real um we'll get over it and whatnot so yeah. then people had this 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 they they said that so it's okay for people to go jogging but we're going to give all this flack to the people from the townships and this kind of got me frustrated because why did they bring that up um there was a lot of noise made about the people jogging and nobody was talking about um like nobody was ignoring it a lot of people were making a lot of noise and then they bring up this 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 topic of racism and privilege when it wasn't relevant to the argument the yeah. argument was we have an issue with the social distancing and that people are not social distancing um and i i personally don't think that the topic of racism was relevant um you can say that it, that there is maybe an underlying racism, but it's not relevant to the problem at hand right now. Am I wrong? Yeah. Look, I, I hear you because some things are just black and white. It's about the facts. The facts is social distancing, no social distancing. But I feel like because of the country we live in, because of our history, um, race will forever be a an underlying factor. However, we don't always have to focus on the racism and rather focus on the fact that these prom runners are running five, not, not within five days of the area. They're, they're not social distancing. That is the real issue here because that's the one that's going to affect our coronavirus numbers, you know? I mean, I know that a lot of people are going to have an issue with what I'm about to say, but like, I think as a, a country that's trying to progress and move on from our past, we spend a lot of time talking about racism. And a lot of it is, in my opinion, situations when it's not really relevant. Um, and that's my personal opinion. Let me make that clear. Galante, I'm not holding you accountable here. Um, <laughs> and I want to say that, okay, so then some people are saying that we push for unnecessary things like jogging when there are people who can't earn money to put food on the table. So now we're verging off to a different topic. We're moving away from the racism 
uh, and we're moving towards a, a, a topic of privilege. Um, yeah. So, my question to you, Grant, because this is my mm. my my rant, I guess. Um, <laughs> when you when you are calling out people for wanting things that aren't necessarily necessary, like jogging, even though it's good for mental health, and there are people who are struggling to make ends meet, where do we draw the line between uh, gratefulness, ungratefulness, and privilege? Where do we say, uh, like, I can't, you can't uh, preach about your own desires because there are people out there who don't even have desires, they're just trying to make ends meet. Like, is it, am I, because I want things that are not necessary, do I have to shut up now? Am I... I think, look, I think everyone has the right to express their interests. I mean, obviously, it's in human nature. We're, we're very selfish beings in our own right, and we want things. Um, and a lot of these things are stuff we had before the coronavirus, jogging, being able to put food on the table, etc. cetera. Um, I do think you have a right to express your interests. However, I think the, 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 there's a line, and the line is, don't make it seem like jogging is more important than someone being able to eat tonight. You know what I mean? You can say it, just don't say like, do we need this the most? Like you have to within yourself know that jogging is not as important as a family's next meal. You, you get what I'm saying? Yeah, 100%. But then that brings up another question. Us who care more about jogging because that's our immediate desires we don't have to yeah. worry about making ends meet fortunately for us um yeah do we have to so so we are allowed to express our desires you say but you say you need to yeah. make it clear that it's not as important now are we, are we should we be doing more um because w what i'm hearing from these people on social media is that we are focusing on that and we're not doing anything to, to help these people to make ends meet um, should privileged people be doing more to help the community I mean yeah I think we should I think in times like these where it's a pandemic your humanity needs to shine through and this sense of, of Ubuntu and camaraderie needs to come through and you need to help the people you can help you know um, hopefully you can. Um, also a big thing is noise. Um, it's very important to be aware of the noise. If you see that the noise about jogging is becoming really big and overcrowding the fact that, that, um, sorry, overriding the fact that there are people who are hungry, don't add to the jogging noise. You know what I mean? Uh, I, I understand what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like just be very aware of of your world so then if you're seeing there's a lot of tension being brought to like this quote-unquote unnecessary thing compared to something that's actually very serious and necessary don't drown out the necessary thing yeah 100 um, just use use your own discretion with regards to that but just be aware i kind of understand i think privileged people should what they were saying like there are bigger problems than than pushing for jogging right now yeah but what were you saying? You think privileged people? I think I think privileged people should do more. Um, what more is means is up to you. Whether that means you pay your gardener like you would normally every month, even though they're not cutting your grass. Yeah. And with that could mean um, donating food to um, various shelters and various organizations. I know, like. At in at Woods and pick and pay or even checkers wherever most of these grocery stores they have a trolley in the front where it's like please put food here so we can give it to to these organizations etc. It's it's things like that small ways you can help but if you are privileged I I think you should help. I agree. I agree. Um, and I suppose they should uh, the media should. Uh, advertise ways in which they can help um, more than what they do now because uh, a lot of people don't know how they can help. Uh, yeah. Uh, so I want to bring up another topic now. 
I 100% agree with you with everything that you said. Uh, and that is similar topic, voicing your desires and your feelings. And, and it relates to ungratefulness. This is going a bit away from the lockdown situation. Um, when you... Am I being ungrateful if I complain about something? Can I not just voice my feelings of being in an uncomfortable situation um, without being ungrateful? Um, I think the... I think, yes, you are free of speech allowed to i think the problem is not with you saying it but the person who hears it you know um people will perceive you being grateful or ungrateful depending on on where they, what their current life situation is yeah so if someone complains about not being able to buy their new 28k macbook pro because it's not coming out of china at the moment to someone who's on the same financial level to you and interest as you, they'd be like, oh, I'm sorry about that. But to someone who's starving, you'd be like, are you serious? You want to spend 28K on a laptop right now? I'm hungry. You know, then you seem ungrateful. It depends who you talk to. Okay. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, do you think people of privilege should say this? I, I don't. I think having discussions are important for everyone in society. I think, I think privileged people, it, it's just, it's just a matter of adding noise to the right places, right? Um, I don't think privileged people should just shut up. That's, that seems more toxic than anything. Um, and that just feels like it creates more divide. I, I just don't, you know, fall into it with unnecessary information. Um, and always make sure that important stuff comes first. That's that's how I feel about privileged people and whether or not they should shut up. biggest problem with the situation we're in is that so many people are spreading hate um, and not love. This is not a time to be atting people and causing unnecessary toxicity when it's not relevant right now Um, Mm. and that's what frustrates me is this is really not a time to push political agenda it's not a time to call out people of privilege and people who are you know apparently being racist Um, this is a time where we all need to be helping each other and just like be that that like you said the the sense of Ubuntu and just like being a community, right? Yeah. Why are we pushing this unnecessary toxicity? That's my question to the general public. Twitter, Twitter, Twitter has become such a toxic place where everyone is just calling out the next person left, right, and center, and I'm tired of it. Um, And that's why I'm on a social media break, and I've been on a social media break since, like, March. I'm barely on WhatsApp, barely on Instagram. I have hundreds of DMs to reply to, including yours. It's all memes. Um, But... I provide good quality memes. What can I say? Yeah. Um, And I haven't been checking them out because I'm just tired of listening to other people's opinions and i know that's rich coming from me i'm literally voicing my opinion right now yeah um but i'm tired i'm i'm okay if you want to if if you want to voice your opinion but a lot of it is is just making an uncomfortable situation that doesn't have to be calling people out and i'm tired of it um it's very uh lack of accountability and i hate that and i mm. i also like calling people out just really frustrates me. Um, mm. It's definitely necessary sometimes, but now is not the time. It just isn't. Um, if you think someone isn't doing enough, leave them alone and focus on the actual problem. And uh, I think that's where I want to leave that topic. Do you want to talk about checking your privilege? Um, super quickly, guys. Check your privilege. Um, be aware. <laughs> that. Be aware of how, what other people are going through. And checking your privilege is basically just being empathetic and 
understanding where the people come from and understanding that in some ways you're better off than others and in some ways you're worse off. And the whole point of checking your privilege is trying to create an environment where privilege doesn't exist. I like that response. Um, it's also important to remember that everybody has a certain level of privilege. Everyone. Simply being yeah. on this earth is a privilege. Uh, and don't ever think that you are underprivileged because you have been given this once-in-a-lifetime chance of experiencing the earth uh, simulation. It's all a simulation. Uh, anyway, um, this has been two months stuck in conversation. Thank you very much for listening. Garant, anything you want to add? Uh, please go check out our last podcast about what is attractiveness. Um, follow us on our Instagram. That's at two Matt stacking conversation. If you want to follow us personally, um, I am at Matthew Gallant, G A double underscore Hector Wigan Evangel. You. you can find me at, at Matthew. That's double T H E W. Uh, Hector, just Matthew Hector on Instagram. Um, and I really. Do go follow us on Instagram at two broke two broke at two mad stuck in conversation. Um, Are we gonna have to rename the podcast <laughs> <laughs> at two mad stuck in conversation? Let's start this discussion uh, about social media and privilege. Do go DM us or uh, at us in your stories or whatever. Let's get some engagements on the, on the social media. I am hot. I am sweaty and I am heated in this car as I talk about this. It really grinds my gears um tell your friends about this grade a bullshit and if you are wondering what qualifications we have to speak about this uh i'm more than willing to hear what you have to say at two mad stuck in conversation uh you can hashtag that uh stick it up your anyway thank you very much for listening um be safe be kind love one another uh goodbye people goodbye. thank you so much